Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, DJs, it is Friday, May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Bucks fired their head coach. Bill Belichick might be more evil than we thought. Is that even possible? I'm Mad Max. Joining me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, happy Friday, man. You going to go out and get some Mexican food tonight? Uh, no, you know, I'm not because uh, Sex Kitten says, like, today's the worst day to go. It's so busy. Everybody especially those gringos think it's our national holiday go out and get some mexican drink some coronas and some margaritas like it just gets stupid out of it listen fort wayne is loaded loaded with mexican restaurants to go to and a lot of them are really really good but uh now we might uh, inundate with some mexican tomorrow today is a little bit of a casino trip over to toledo grab my daughter two or three hours of the casino and a bar stool dive at the casino so that's what we're doing for Cinco de Mayo. How about you? Any uh, enchiladas or tacos in your future? No, 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 not at all. No, definitely not. Um, can't, can't cook those on the grill, right? <laughs> well, you know, no, I, every Tuesday I make Taco Tuesday. I, I grill steak and I do tacos and I make homemade guacamole. And so I do every, Tuesday is Taco Tuesday in the household. We do that. It's just, yeah, I mean, whatever. Like there's, there's no reason for me to be celebrating Cinco de Mayo. But, you know, to your point, even about like, other holidays that people like go out and, and spend money on. It's like, I think about Valentine's day. I don't think me and my wife have ever done Valentine's day on Valentine's day because it's stupid to do Valentine's day on Valentine's right. day, you know, but we do like a Valentine's day adjacent date night, right? Where it's like, it's around Valentine's day. So good enough because it's like, it's stupid. Like a lot of this stuff is stupid, you know. Fucking Valentine's Day is stupid. Fucking Cinco de Mayo is not our fucking holiday. Like, you know, if you're in Mexico and you're there for Cinco de Mayo, cool, you know. But it's just to, just to rush out and get Mexican food. I can go get good fucking Mexican food any fucking time I want. You know, why am I gonna fucking isolate it to one goddamn day? It's it's say you know it's like why am I going to say I love you on just one day of the fucking year? Like what what fucking sense does that make? So whatever. I mean. If you're out there and you're going to enjoy Cinco de Mayo, cool. Have have a Corona on me. No, actually not on me. I can't afford that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> have a Corona on yourself. And But think of Mad Max as you're doing it. Okay, we got some stories to get to. First off, dropped last night. 
And, you know, I think you speculated about this when we were talking about the Nick Nurse uh, stuff uh, about a week or so ago, right? That you speculated maybe Bud doesn't make it out of uh, the season for the Bucks after that collapse. And, well, after, what, two years after winning a title, Bud is out as the head coach of the Bucks. And I will, I'm not going to say this is controversial. I'm going to say it was the right decision. And I'll tell you why. One title in that stretch of time compared to all the fucking misery in the postseason that they've gone through after being the best fucking team in the regular season so many times, I think it was time for a change of voice there. I get it. He got them the one title. But man, this has been a disappointing team in the postseason and you got to look at the head coach in many ways. Now, I will also say Giannis was hurt. Right, how do you win? You know, without your best player on the court. That said, you're the one seed. You lose the eight seed. That's not great. Panther, thoughts and reactions on Bud being fired. Was it the right decision? And then part two, who's going to replace him? I think it goes deeper than that. I, I don't, on the surface, agree with the decision. But when you look deeper, this is a team that's getting older. Drew Holiday's in his 30s. Chris Middleton is in his 30s, and he's a free agent. Brooke Lopez is in his 30s. He's a free agent. Maybe this is a sign that maybe Middleton and Lopez aren't coming back. So if you're going to have to rebuild your starting lineup and everything's going to be built around Giannis and you're flirting with the idea that maybe we want to go a different direction with the head coach, then you go ahead and make that move. I think it, it's a compounded thing. If you were returning all five starters, you were the number one seed and you hit it right on the head. Giannis was hurt. The team's getting older. Like, we're really going to pin that on the head coach? I, just, I have a little bit of a problem with it. Plus, they already weren't even the best team in the East anyway. So they did what they did. And look, Nick Nurse not going to Houston, not going to Detroit, not doing anything right out of the gate, sitting and waiting, letting these playoffs. And there's still some other things. There could be an opening in Philadelphia. I've seen some write-ups that if Denver was a choke, Malone could be out in Denver. I would find that just absolutely despicable. Uh, but some playoff teams could make some moves. Uh, so waiting has worked out for him. But I think a veteran team, an older team, Nick Nurse has got to be the first phone call you're going to make, right? Championship caliber coach, guy that has won a title before, a guy that knows how to play with superstar players, a guy that um, knows a thing or two about defense. I think it really elevate the Bucks defense. And the Bucks. Pretty good defensive team, but, you know, could really take them to the next level there. Um, so, yeah, I think Nick Nurse has got to be at the top of the list if you're looking at coaches around the league. Uh, in Milwaukee, I just don't see anyone else that you could really upgrade in in a way from the, the coach that you had. I, my point being is I they just needed a different voice after just years of just struggling in the playoffs. Uh, you know... Think, think of Brad Stevens, right? If you think of Brad Stevens as, as an example here, the dude consistently made it to the Eastern Conference Finals and said, you know what? It's not enough. Like, what I'm doing is not enough. Now, you're looking at a guy like Bud who just fucking got bounced in the first round. I mean, that that's that speaks volumes, right? So to me, I think the move had to be made in many ways I, I i don't i don't love it because again you don't want to get rid of a championship coach i, I fucking two years removed it's just fucking wild but i think it's a move they had to make 
And and I, I think if you want to keep Giannis in Milwaukee for his entire career, he's he's got to get out of the fucking first round. You know, the, uh, this this is when the Kevin Durant fucking uh, nightmares start, right? Of Kevin Durant and the OKC Thunder not being able to win at all. Now, they made it to the finals that one year. They got bounced by LeBron. They made it to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, but that was a team that struggled in the playoffs, and it got to Kevin Durant, and he's like, I need a change. And that's what you're concerned about. You're concerned about Giannis saying, fuck, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep giving it my all to get bounced in the first fucking round. Now, if you remember Giannis's press conference at the end of the season, I don't know if you caught the, the entire thing or caught I, some I of did. it. Yeah. And his whole spiel about, you know, oh, you know, uh, is, is, you know, if you had a, uh, you know, your year at work, was it a failure, blah, 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 or, you know, just because Michael Jordan didn't win all those championships, it was a failure. I, I think the disagreement point is to Michael Jordan, yeah, it was a failure. To Michael yeah, Jordan, to Michael Jordan, a season without a championship was a failure to him. Now, it was a good season. MVP season, probably, you know, fucking 60-plus wins, whatever the fuck it was. But if they didn't win the goddamn fucking title to Michael Jordan, yes, it was a failure. And to me, if you're the best team record-wise in the East, the number one seed, and you get bounced by the eighth seed, guess what, Giannis? Yeah, it's a fucking failure. It really is a fucking failure that season. And so who's held accountable for it? The head coach. The head coaches are held accountable. Though we we mentioned all those all those things in there. Giannis was injured for what two and a half games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how what what do you fucking expect? You expect the fucking Bucks without Giannis to fucking beat Jimmy Butler when he's a fucking doing Superman things out there? It's impossible. So I I agree. I think Nick Nurse is the best uh, option. If Nick Nurse isn't available, I mean, where do you go from there? Like, really, I, I can't think of anyone else out there right now that could be a championship-caliber coach that you just kind of slide in there. There's the, no one really out there. I think it depends on which direction you want to go. I, you know, Frank Vogel's name has come up, but he's a defensive-minded coach. And Mike D'Antonio, his name has come up. But the problem with him is 71 years old. Like, how many years do you get out of it? He's an offensive genius. I think he would be... At 61 years old, he would be the guy I would probably be looking at. But at 71, he hasn't coached since 2020. He might – I don't even know if they even make that phone call. So it's either they're staying in-house. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but there's a guy in-house that's going to get a look. And then there's Nick Nurse. And after that, I really don't know what direction they go. Got one for you. And this might make sense. Sam uh, Sam Cassell. Wasn't he, he, was what, he was he a was buck. buck? He was a buck. He was a buck. I mean, I, we we know him. Um, he, he was a Houston um, Rocket. He won championships with the Houston Rockets. He was part of the Celtics organization as well. He is currently, if I believe, um, where is he at? He's is is, is he is he he's, he's a bench coach for the Celtics, right? He, he's I think he. he uh, might, I think he might be. You know, there's, there's yeah. another name that's going to come up for a lot of these jobs. Um, I'm, draw, I'm drawing a blank, but maybe you'll come up with the name off the top of your head um she was the assistant down in san antonio now the head coach in las vegas oh becky right becky's name she's going to get interviews becky Harmon's going to get interviews i don't know if the bucks on that she can land but i would be stunned if she ended up somewhere like houston or detroit yeah it's possible oh he's 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 um assistant on the sixers that's where he's at 
He's assistant. He was an assistant on the Wizards. He was an assistant on the Clippers, and an assistant on the Six Sixers. Uh, but like I say, uh, Becky Harmon, you know Harmon, I believe her last name is, uh, right, right. W- w- would be, um, yeah, quite quite a story to be able to come into the league. And and I I still ultimately think that when Pop is ready to step down, she's going to get that job. You know, I, I really like. I think that she's still going to inherit that job at some point in time, especially because all of his assistants keep going away. You know, the Ima Dukas and, <laughs> and so, you know all the guys just keep fucking like leaving and to get jobs, waiting for this fucking old man to retire. And speaking for waiting for an old man to retire, I think this is the perfect fucking segue to talk about Bill Belichick. Oh my God, Panther! I sent you the story. Gold, gold, Panther! Fucking gold here. Here's the story. Report. Patriots Bill Belichick wanted to fuck the Jets when he traded with the Steelers during the draft, an NFL GM told the Washington Post. Belichick did it just to fuck the Jets. He sold low because he knew the Steelers were going to take the kid the Jets wanted. Okay, first off, Bill Belichick is always known for draft capital. That's the name of his game. That is what he does, right? He tries to fucking get draft capital, trade around, get these fucking uh, great, great fucking draft picks. So... People were scratching their heads like, well, he sold low on this fucking pick. What what the fuck is he doing? He could have got much higher from another team. Now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. Do you think that Bill Belichick did this to fuck the Jets? Absolutely. He has to because Belichick, as you mentioned, is the master at acquiring draft capital for current and future drafts. That's the only thing that makes sense. Now, I'll listen. We we try to do movies, and I know Panthers way behind on movie references. But is Belichick not really the football version of Clint Eastwood in Gran Torino? Like he's just a bitter, grumpy old man. And this is this is one hit. Like I've never seen a guy hate another franchise as much as he hates the Jets. And this was just another move to you know what? Fuck you guys. I'll I'll eat a one round just to make sure you don't get that pick i love it and i hate it because like if i'm the owner fuck you doing bill but as a fan you're like that's that's some funny shit right there i think it goes beyond that right sometimes it's about improving your team and sometimes it's about hurting your opponent and i think that was the goal here is i'm gonna i'm gonna sacrifice a little bit here to hurt my team uh, my, my opponent a lot Right. And I think that's where I love the diabolical nature and how Bill's fucking brain works. You know, it could be the same fucking thing that, you know, he he let the cat out of the fucking bag about uh, the whole fucking, uh, uh, you know, Brian. They mixed up the Brian, Brian Dabble and all that. Like, you oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I think he did that on purpose. I, I really don't think that this is this anything this guy does is accidental. And if he does, then fucking kudos to him for getting a reputation where I'm sitting here thinking that he might be the fucking smartest person to ever walk, step foot on a fucking football field. I, and I really genuinely believe that whether it's true or not, I don't know. But the perception is that this guy is just, he's, he's a fucking evil genius. Fucking genius. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's so fucking good. All right, uh, let's take a quick break. Then we got some sports betting to get to. If you're in a market that uh, they like you, then you'll get some commercials, possibly still my voice during the commercials. If not, maybe it's some Spanish Home Depot commercials for Cinco de Mayo. Hang tight. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love i still use my bookie to this date and you should too why because march is about to get crazy 
insane, maybe even a little mad? If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. And we are back. Panther, NBA, you love this game. I love this game. I do love this game. I hate this line. Boston is at Philadelphia. You're Celtics. I don't know if anybody's been kind of paying attention, but I'm really in the NBA and NHL. I'm pretty much at a bet them all. I'm betting every game. I don't fucking care. And this game, I'm just, you know, I'm going to bet it. Boston minus two. After after they just beat the shit, I mean, just took Philadelphia with Embiid out to the woodshed. Now they're on the road, and they're only minus two. I expected them to be five, six, seven. Boston clearly had to be the favorite. I get it. Philadelphia is really good at home. Blah blah blah. I Sexers just don't look like they match up very well. Team is with MVP in the lineup. It neutralizes effectiveness and his ability to drive. His scoring was significantly down the last game. And I think the bigs match up better with Embiid on the floor. I'm going to eat those two fucking gifts. Give me Boston to go up two games to one for 10 bucks. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I can get you minus two and a half. You, you, you agree. Minus two and a half instead of minus two, just to make sure. You, yeah, I really do think that they agree. This line is getting worse. I saw this at minus one and a half about two hours ago. It is dropping down to minus two and a half in most books. I'll still get you the minus two there. I'm going to give you lots of moral support here. I do think that Boston, I think Boston bounces back. I, th- I think Boston uh, takes control of over home court again, gets a, a win in the first game in Philadelphia, and then probably evens up 2 2 uh, going back to Boston. I think, I think this is. I think this is a, a tough, tough game for Philadelphia here. 
after just being absolutely humiliated, they're going to want, they're going to feel that pressure to want to come out in front of their home crowd and not look like a bitch. But unfortunately, I think what's going to happen is they're going to come out in front of their home crowd and kind of look like a bitch. So yeah, more sport lean on Boston with you, which brings us to game number two, Panther. Next game up, we're going to Phoenix, who is, I mean, this is the series, right? They're down two nothing. They're without Chris Paul. I, I don't understand this line either. Phoenix doesn't have Chris Paul. This is the series. This is absolutely the series for them, and I don't like them. I don't like them at all. Nikola Jokic had their way, his way with them. Jamal Murray's had his way with them. I think the Nuggets win this game. I'm taking the four points, but I will sprinkle a little pixie dust on that money line. Give me 10 bucks on the Nuggets. Yeah, four and a half at some books. Uh, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be betting this with you. This is down from five and a half. This opened at five and a half, by the way. Nuggets uh, plus five and a half. This is down to four and a half, four in, in a lot of books as well. But yeah, four and a half. I'm gonna bet the Nuggets here. I totally agree. I think that uh, Jokic is absolutely the MVP in this league. I think he creates such a nightmare situation for the Suns. Maybe they get maybe they make an adjustment similar to the Golden State Warriors. You know, after Kevin Looney's big fucking game in Game One. Steve Kerr pulls fucking Looney out of the starting lineup and it just messed with the fucking uh, uh, Lakers uh, balance. Maybe something like that happens where they have to change things around to mess with the Nuggets. I don't know, man. Jamal Murray on top of his game. Jokic on top of his game. Tough to fucking beat. $10 bet on the Nuggets. Hockey time. Hockey time. Guru. Guru, guru, guru. What do you think? I finally took an L yesterday, but that was only because I faded my Panthers. Shame on me. I'm not going to fade the winning, the better team this time. New Jersey's on the road at Carolina. Carolina took game one, and we know New Jersey, really, really good road team. But Carolina is a, just a this much better home team, and I think for me that's just where it's at. I'm still like Carolina at home, not chalky at all. Vegas thinks this is basically an even game. I will take Carolina to go up 2-0, 10 bucks on the Hurricanes. Gonna have to respectfully disagree with the guru here. I think this is a devil's possibility to win. I, I, now, my one my one issue here is that there was no overreaction to the line. I was I was hoping to get a big fucking plus line on the Devils after they got their asses fucking handed to them in Game One. I was like, holy shit, I'm gonna get up like a plus one fifteen. I got a plus one hundred two, which I don't think I'm gonna even have much longer. If you're listening to the show and it is I don't know past ten a.m. Eastern, you might be staring at the barrel of a fucking negative line on the Devils. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna take this plus one hundred two here because it's the best I can fucking get over at Bet Rivers. But I see minus 102, minus 105 for the Devils. This line is is inching to fucking almost even between uh, these two teams. Something's up here, and I'm going to just take a flyer that the Devils on the road get it done. $10 bet on my New Jersey Devils. All right, we're going to baseball. I used to taking the lead. We're kind of swapping things a little bit here. I've got six games, so I know you have a little time crunch. I'm going to try and blow through these games real quick. We're going to start with my slight little homer team, the Cincinnati Reds. They are at home, bringing in the very underperforming Chicago White Sox. Speaking of underperforming, Lance Lynn, 0-4 with a 7.16 ERA. He's going to go against, I think, staff pace, Hunter Green for the Cincinnati Reds. This dude throws triple digits pretty much any time he wants. I expect Chicago to have some trouble with that. I like the Reds at home. Maybe a plus line if I can still get it. Maybe since they Reds for ten bucks. Unfortunately, Vegas is agreeing with you. The best I can get you is minus one hundred eight. 
That's okay. the best I can get you on Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I'm going to give you tons of moral support here, too. I like the Reds in this one. Not enough to bet it. I wish I had the plus on. If I had the plus on, I'd be all over this fucking game. Cincinnati at home should probably get it done against the... Man, I bet you they missed Tony LaRusa right now. The, this fucking White Sox <laughs> team. It's pretty atrocious. Uh, yeah, lean on the Reds with you. Yeah, be careful what you wish for sometimes. <laughs> Next game up, we're on the East Coast. Boston hit the road more to Philadelphia. Chris Sale versus Zach Wheeler sounds like a pretty decent pitching matchup. Chris Sale actually pitched a hell of a game his last time out. Uh, we'll see if he can keep it going against a Philly offense that just cannot get anything going whatsoever. The Phillies and the Mets might be two teams I just fade for a while because, quite honestly, they're playing like shit. I'm getting a nice, healthy plus line with the Red Sox and Chris Sale on the mound. I'm inclined to take that plus line. Give me $10 on the Red Sox. On the opposite side here, not betting it, that's for fucking sure, because I'm not going to bet minus 148 or worse on the goddamn fucking Phillies the way that they're playing. But I do have them winning this game, not by the implied probability. So to me, a lean on Philly. I do think that they win this one in the series. I, 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 yeah, I agree. I don't like how this Philly team is playing. I don't like how the fucking Mets, and Mets just got swept by the fucking uh, Dog. Why aren't you rubbing that in? Fucking Mets just got swept by the goddamn Tigers. The worst offensive league uh, team in the fucking league just beat the fucking Mets in three straight games. Jesus. <sighs> Lean on the Phillies. Uh, next game up, Minnesota is at Cleveland. Uh, over, taking the mound for Minnesota, 1.59 ERA going against a rookie batterfield for Cleveland. I really don't know anything about this guy, but I do know about Cleveland's offense. It's not very good. Listen, well, we have 31 games into the season, and they still only have 17 home runs to show for it. They're, they've only won four home games. Like Cleveland, I just don't like somehow they keep managing to win, but this is not a good team. I think Minnesota can really start to get right here in this series. I like the Twinkies, minus 130. Give me 10 bucks on Minnesota. Yeah, minus 124. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you. Um, Probably a good thing. I, I, I kind of like Cleveland at home with the plus line, but again, not enough for me to bet it. I'm going to lean Cleveland plus 110 here. Maybe that bodes well for you that we're in disagreement. I, I'd have to get, I have to go through our statistics of when you and I disagree and how well it goes. Uh, but I'm going to lean Cleveland in that one. I'm expecting to get some agreement here. Detroit, you're familiar with them. You just mentioned them. Is on the road taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. And dare I say... St. Louis is the worst team between these two teams. <laughs> they are bad. They can't pitch. They can't hit. They can't do anything right. Boyd, Matt Boyd for Detroit, kind of been a tough luck pitcher. He's actually really good, right? Maybe their staff ace, but I think Detroit can keep their winning ways going. And I'm going to get, I was getting when I wrote it down, a plus 192. Are you fucking kidding me? St. Louis is minus two and a quarter to anybody. Get the fuck out of here. Give me the Tigers for 10 bucks. Yeah, I'll lock you in for plus 195, and I'll also lock you in for some moral support here. I, I, I yeah, man, God. If, if, I'm, if I'm circling a manager that's probably going to get fired, I'm probably looking at St. Louis right now. As disappointing as some of these other teams are playing right now, I think St. Louis might take the fucking cake in this one. Terrible, terrible fucking stuff there. Dare I say, yeah, Detroit is a fire, fire, fire fucking plus line here. Probably should be betting it with you, but just some moral sport lean on the T-Grays. Uh, two more games and excellent pitching matchups in both of them. Let's start with the Dodgers on the road going to San Diego. Clayton Kershaw versus Hugh Darvish. 
me, this is watchable baseball. Uh, Kershaw, typical Kershaw, early part of the season, his arm's not tired. He's pitching like he's 10 years younger. It's not the postseason. I don't know how you can fade him. Darvish, he's very hit and miss. It's almost like the Toronto Maple Leafs starting pitchers. When he's good, he's very good. When he's bad, he's very bad. I don't know which one we're going to get, but I trust Kershaw a lot more. Give me the Dodgers and Kershaw for 10 bucks. I'm only betting one game today, and this is the game. But unfortunately, like the rest of the day, we're on opposite sides. I'm going to I'm gonna actually back my boy, Yu Darvish. I've never said a disparaging remark about Yu Darvish. Never ever. have you. I have. I, listen, I'm always saying great things about Yu Darvish. And with the plus 102 at home, I think San Diego has a... Yeah, so someone on this show mentioned that the Dodgers are kind of uh, lackluster, underperforming, and I expect that the Padres, who are also lackluster and underperforming, to just be slightly less lackluster and <laughs> underperforming than the Dodgers today. $10 bet on the Padres. All right, last game up. Speaking of somewhat lackluster and underperforming, but getting warm is the Houston Astros. They're on the road taking on the Seattle Minesweepers. Hell of a pitching matchup. Christian Javier against my Cy Young candidate, Luis Castillo, problem here is Houston's catching a plus line. And as much as I love Castillo, I cannot, under any circumstances, ignore Houston with a plus 120. Give me the Astros and Christian Javier for 10 bucks. All right, I'm joking because, listen, I'm, I'm leaning Cincinnati with you. I'm leaning Detroit with you. And I'm also going to lean Houston with you as well. I do think that the Astros put the plus line solid play here. I just didn't like it. Gave me the heebie-jeebies. Okay. How? I get it. I get the pitching matchup, but how? How is this plus 125? I'm only betting the one game. I'm only betting the one game. So I'll lean Houston with you. All right. Well, uh, that's it. And that's That's it. it. We got got some comments. Got some comments first. All right. You know, so when I was talking about Bill Belichick and and being uh, just an old um, Nardog thought that you were retiring. That's where he thought the direction I was going in. I mean... Thoughts crossed my mind many a times. Uh, Will, you think he plays harder because he didn't get MVP? I think Jokic just doesn't fucking care. I think Jokic just plays hard because he like. Have you seen pictures of kid, him as a kid? Like I was a fat kid growing up. Like I was I was the fucking fat kid. You know I really and and so like to me like I carry that fat kid stigma with me my entire life. And I think Jokic carries that fat kid stigma with him his entire life. And that's why he fucking goes out there and tries to do his best. He doesn't He doesn't fucking care that he didn't get an MVP. I think he's going to play hard to fucking bounce Kevin Durant out of the goddamn fucking playoffs. That's what I think is happening. Uh, Nard Dog makes some good points about MVP, though. MVP is meaningless if their main objective is giving it to someone new every couple of years. It's like the year they gave it to Karl Malone just because they were sick of Jordan winning it. I totally agree. I, I think MVP really stands for if you take... That player off that team, what does that team look like? It's 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 almost like a war statistic to me. Is who is the most valuable person on their fucking team? And to me, I mean, you take Giannis off the Bucks. I guess they're getting bounced in the first round. <laughs> You're taking Jokic off the Nuggets. I don't even think they make the fucking playoffs. Even in, even in fucking past the Lakers. Panther uh, yeah. MVP MVP meaningless or not? Um, I, I guess they just don't care. They don't define it properly because when you talk about a team MVP, then yeah, I mean, Embiid and, and hell, even Embiid, I mean, Harden, I don't know, Giannis, Jokic, but this is supposed to be the league MVP. And I don't know how you're supposed to quantify a league MVP because to me, I, the league MVP who has not won one yet 
is still Luka Doncic, and he's the team MVP. That team's dog shit when he's not on the floor. So I don't know. I think the MVP is just something to hand out an award and keep their NBA in the news. But I, I just, for me, I, they got it wrong. Jokic uh, was the MVP this year. But our dog's right. I think they, if you start getting a guy winning it three times in a row, they don't want anything. There's the Jordan factor, so they look for someone else. Um, so congratulations to Embiid, and you'll probably be looking for a new head coach next year too. Probably. Uh, last comment from Nard Dog is he says he doesn't rub it in when Detroit wins because he's a classy Michigan guy. Okay, so this is English class 101. This is what we call an oxymoron, using the M word and classy in the same sentence. Now, I love me some Nard Dog. He's one of our loyal degenerates, but now he's out here throwing the M word around like it's acceptable vernacular and it's not at all Nardog. We don't say the M word around here, but Nardog himself is a classy individual. I got I gotta be able to get back to like uh you know our old Discord had those fancy like uh you know uh, graphics like the M and the P. I, I I got I gotta get me some of those around here so so Nardog has some artillery admit, for you. Yeah. I miss my Panther paw. <laughs> <laughs> all right now it is time for a parlay. Unfortunately uh, the only game that I can throw in the parlay would be the Denver Nuggets plus four and a half, which this now becomes a Panther parlay. No pressure on you, Panther. Oh, so I have to get it right. Pretty um, much, yeah. Across the board, right. Panther parlay time. Uh, listen, I, I'm, I'm not going to ignore my hockey guru status. So we're going to take the Carolina Hurricanes. Which of my baseball games were you leaning so hard on your moral support that it almost ventured a bet? Okay, so here's the thing. You just you faded me in hockey. Like I do my best not to fade you. I bet the fucking devils and you fade me in hockey. That's fucking just terrible for a fucking parlay. God damn it. Um Detroit plus the one ninety five. Let's fucking do it. Uh Detroit plus the one listen, that's a lot of value. We're gonna get a nice payout here. So I'm sorry. I went you lean so much shit, I can't keep track of what you bet and because most of it's lean. Uh, so I apologize for fading you, but I've been red hot in hockey, so I'm sorry. We're going to take those Carolina Hurricanes, put them with the put them with the Detroit Tigers. Look at that. We're betting all three sports. That is your degenerate parlay. We're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter, but mostly exclusively. It's right here in the asylum. Come on in here and shoot the shit. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you guys did yesterday, what you're doing today and all weekend. Happy Cinco de Mayo and make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only. And any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.